This is the Dafyomi Masech review, Masech Yivamas, tape number one. This review is only meant for people who learn Dafyomi on a regular basis or those who have learned through the Masechta. It is the goal of this review to be as accurate as possible in summarizing the highlights and key kolalim of the Masechta. However, it is possible that on occasion something will not be reflected correctly. For subscription information, call us toll-free at 1-888-DAFYOMI or write DAFYOMI Tapes, P.O. Box 831, Muncie, New York, 10952. This tape is dedicated in memory of Rebetzin Necha Fagel Bas Harav Yaakov Tuvia Halevi Rifkin, Zechron Lebrocha. Our Maggit Shir is Rabbi Moshe Goldberger, Maggit Shir at the Yeshiva of Staten Island, New York, and Mechaber of the DAFYOMI Review Sheets. We're going to introduce Mesechta Yevamis with the concept of Yibum, to understand the mitzvah of Yibum. Together with the mitzvah of Yibum, we have a mitzvah of Chalitza, which is an option, which we'll see how that works. And this begins in Parshish Kiseitze, in the Chumash, in Devarim, chapter 25, verse 5. There are six psukim here on the procedures of this mitzvah. So we'll go through the psukim briefly, to get the background, the Torah says if two brothers lived together. Now the Gemara is going to talk about that in the first Mishnah, in Yavamas, that the two brothers have to have been in the world at the same time. It doesn't mean that they have to live in the same community or in the same uh, area, but that they have to have been on the world at the same time. Because the Gemara the Mishnah says there's a case of Eishes Achiv Shaloi Hoya Bi'Oilamai, which we'll see in the Mishnah. So if the two brothers were together, one brother passes away without any children. The Gemara says if a brother passes away without any children, so there's an obligation. The wife of the deceased is not permitted to marry a stranger. But Yavama, Yavoa Leha, her her husband's brother has to marry her. So that's the mitzvah of Yibum. The word Yavam is a husband's brother. Two brothers, one brother dies without children, so it's a mitzvah for the brother <coughs> the other brother, even though he has already he's married already, he has already a wife, but not, nevertheless there's a mitzvah of Yibum. In those days, they could have more than one wife before the cherem of Rabbeinu Gershon. Now in Pasuk Vav, it says, The firstborn son of this new marriage, should take over, should perpetuate the name of the deceased, so that we don't, have, we don't lose the dead man's name. So that's an interesting concept, that we want to perpetuate his name. It's like a memorial to the deceased. Then Posuk Zain, Lo in case the man refuses to make Yibum, which means the live brother refuses to marry his dead brother's wife, so she goes to the Bezdin, Elazkenim, to the elders, the Omra, and she says to them, May Ein Yivami. He refuses, my Yavam refuses. He doesn't want to perpetuate his brother's name, he doesn't want to make Yibum to marry me. So in Pasuk Ches, so they call the man, they speak to him, 
and they try to see maybe they can change his mind. But the Omar, the Omar, if he keeps refusing, he stands up, he says, I refuse. So then comes the mitzvah of chalitza. Now from the Chumash, it sounds like that the mitzvah of chalitza is only if the man refuses to make Yibum. So she goes in front of him, in front of the Bezdin, the She pulls off his shoe, his right shoe, She spits in front of him on the ground, the and she says, This is what we do to a man. He refuses to build his brother's house. And then he is called the house where the shoe was removed. So that's chalitza. Chalitza means to remove a shoe. Now we'll go into this more, but just it's interesting to note historically that there are two cases mentioned in the Chumash, two cases of Yibum, by the story of Yehuda and Tamar, that Yehuda, this was before Matan Torah, because it wasn't actually a brother's, a, two brothers, Yehuda, was the father of the dead son, and he made Yibum. He married Tamar, and similarly we find, we just had recently in Megillas Rus and Shvuis, that Boaz married Rus, also an Indian of Yibum, and we see this concept in these places in the Chumash, and it's interesting because in the Chumash, Mashiach came from, this, from these two unions, from Yehuda and Tamar, they had Peretz, and from Boaz and Rus they had Oved, and eventually Mashiach, David HaMelech, was born from, that, from these two Yibum relationships. So we see that a Yibum relationship is something very special. We'll talk about it, why exactly it's so unique. But basically we see that the concept is to perpetuate the name of the deceased. So it's a chesed, it's a kindliness to see to it that the dead person has a son who is to perpetuate his memory so that he can continue to achieve merits by means of his descendants. It's like as if he has offspring. Now from this we learn a lesson. Rav Miller says in his Sefer Andreshis, the beginning, he says from this we learn the great importance for everyone to have their own righteous offspring who will carry on their work of serving Hashem in this, in this, in this world. So a person should try and as best as possible to have children in this world. Now why is it, Rabbi Miller also explains, why is it that uh, Mashiach has to come through such twice? We find these strange circumstances of Yibum by Yehuda and Tamar and by Boyaz and Rus. It would seem that, you know, it should come from a normal, uh, regular situation. Why was this special? And he explains, because when we study how Hashem manipulates history, we gain the awareness of the hand of Hashem to learn like it says in Tehillim, that Hashem we should be mock here that it's from Hashem, it's obviously from Hashem, so Hashem sometimes makes things in the strangest of ways, so that it should be obvious to us that it's Min HaShemayim. And uh, especially for Mashiach, you need a special Hachona for Mashiach. Now we're going to go to the Mishnah, in the beginning of Yavomis, Dav Beis. starts out with Chamesh Esrei Noshim, and we'll see how it fits in with the psukim, that there are 15 kinds of women that are exempt from Yibum, and not only are they exempt, but the tzara, the co-wife, 
Now again, in those days they had more than one wife. So if let's say the brother had three wives, let's say, and when he died, he had no children from any of his wives. So now, the, usually there's a mitzvah of Yibum, that the brother, the live brother, should marry at least a, one of the wives. But let's say one of the wives is an erva, she's forbidden to him, so if she's forbidden, so then they're all exempt. The co-wives, they're all exempt. And there are 15 cases of women that you cannot marry, that a person cannot marry. So this is the halacha of Arroyos, which in the Chumashes and Parshas Achremois, the listing of Arroyos that are forbidden to a person, now, the Mishnah gives us a list of these 15. But there's an interesting Toysvish Yishonim here who asks, why is it that Yevomis, this whole union of Yevomis, is in the beginning of Seder Noshim? It would seem to us that you start out with Kedushin, the beginning of marriage, start out with Kedushin, Ksubis, Gitten, and then come to Yevomis at the end. So the Toysvish Yishonim gives three answers. One answer, he says, is because there's a connection between Moed Cotton and Yuvamis. The Indian of Puranus, so Enochinami, it's something that's tragic. <laughs> we pray that this things, these mitzvahs should never happen. Because in order for the mitzvah of Yibum to happen, there has to be a, a, a dead person. So we pray it shouldn't happen. But since it happens sometimes, so they're connected to Moed Cotton. That's one explanation the Taishwis Shonim gives. A second explanation he says is because what we're going to see from here is which women you cannot marry. And this is a basic halacha. So before you get to Kedushin, you have to know which women are muta, which women are also. So there's a listing here. We'll see the listing soon. And the third reason, he says, is because in the Chumash we find the mitzvah of Tamar, he brings, the mitzvah of Yibum, in the beginning of the Chumash, close to the beginning of the Chumash. So therefore we want to bring Yibum first because of the chashivus, the special occasion of Yehuda and Tamar. Now, in the Mishnah here, the Mishnah brings the list of 15 arroyas. And the first is, let's say, a bas, a daughter. So we're not going to go through all of them, but just the basics that a daughter, if, let's say, a brother, your brother can marry your daughter, because uh, it's a niece. A person's allowed to marry a niece. But the, if there's a situation of yibum and the, and the niece, the daughter comes to him for Yibum, he can't make Yibum. So, since he can't make Yibum, so they're exempt from Chalitza as well. Chalitza and Yibum. So this is a daughter, or a granddaughter, the Mishnah says, or his wife's daughter, if she had other daughters. And here, Taisus explains, Rashi and Taisus explain that Bitoi here in the Mishnah is not only ref- referring to a regular daughter, but Bitoi may Anusasa, even a case of an Anusa, where someone had raped, a woman and had a daughter, so even that daughter becomes forbidden to him. So the Mishnah has all the possibilities. So a daughter of a wife, Chamoise, a mother-in-law, if his mother-in-law afterwards married his brother, Achoisemimai, a sister, of Achois Ishtoi, his wife's sister, mean, meaning two brothers married two wives, which is okay, which is permissible. But now if there's Yibum, he can't marry a wife of his, a sister of his wife, he can't marry. And the Ashes Ochiv Meimoi. And then there's 
A few more left. The Mishnah says, Here, we have this case we mentioned before, that we learned from Kieshvu Achim Yachtov, brothers that were together. But if they weren't together in this world, like Rashi gives the case here, Ruvain died without children. And then after he died, his parents had another child. So he has a brother. So this brother can never be miyabim any of his wives, because even though there was another brother in between, as she says, but still we say, He wasn't together in his world. Here there's an interesting diuk. Rabbi Miller says, You see that each person is considered that as if he owns the world. You have A person has his own world. Like the Gemara in Sanhedrin Lamed Zayin, that a person, Everybody has to say, The world was created for me. Because Hashem made the whole world just for me, for every individual, as an individual person. Or like the Mesilas Yisharim says, that everybody has to know, What is his obligation in his world? It's like everybody has his own world. So all the people that are alive at the time that he's in this world are considered related to him to help him fulfill his tafkid, his purpose in this world. The last on the list is Kalosai, the mission says. If Kalosai is a case where, as Rashi explains, his son had died, and now the brother married that daughter-in-law. <coughs> so she remains also to him forever, even after the son had passed away. <coughs> now the Mishnah continues <laughs> by concluding that <laughs> these 15, they all exempt their co-wives and a situation of a co-wife of a co-wife, which we'll explain soon. Why does the Mishnah repeat itself? We'll see in the Gemara. To summarize the 15, we'll see in the Gemara that there are five categories of three. Five different categories of Arias, and together there are 15. We'll see in the Gemara. Uh, a point before we go on is that when we're talking about brothers, the main connection to consider them brothers is minha'av, that they have the same father. And the source for this, Rashi says on Amen Aleph, is we learn from Yaakov Avinu, who was the father of all the Shvatim, although they had different mothers. So we see that the Iker for the term Achva in the Torah is from the same father. Now the Mishnah continues with the Sefer. The second part of the Mishnah is Vichulan, that by all 15, Imesu Oimianu Oinizgarshu, if they died, or they were mima'en. Miyun is a term. The word miyun itself is from the word amen. Amen means to accept, to agree. Miyun is a reversal, not to agree, to refuse to agree. And this refers to a yesoma ketana, a girl who was an orphan when she was a minor. Her father passed away, or her father is disassociated to her. So the, there's a case where her mother and her brothers can marry her off, but it's only Durabonan, and she can back out of it without a get. So she took that option, she took Miyun, or there was a divorce, in a case where they were discovered to be islandists. Now the Gemara later says that Nimtsu means it was unexpected. So it's a Kiddush Etos, he, he wasn't aware of it. She's an islandist, she can't have children, so it it nullifies the marriage, and therefore, the co-wives are mutter in these cases. Now, basically, 
the Mishnah is over at this point. The next part, we have two Ketzads in the Mishnah. The two Ketzads, the first Ketzad goes back to explaining the Resh of the Mishnah, and the second Ketzad goes to explain the Seifa of the Mishnah. <coughs> the first Ketzad is Ketzad Petrus Tzoresen. How does an Erva exempt a co-wife if Hoysa Bitoi, if let's say his daughter was married to his brother, and there are other wives as well, and then the brother died, so just like Kishem Shebitoi is Petura, Kach Tzorasa is Petura. Now let's say the daughter went and married another brother, who she's permitted to, it's not her, her father, so then, and he has another wife, so in this case, if the daughter went and married, or even if the, the co-wife of the daughter went and married another brother, so in both cases we say, that this is a tzara of a tzara, and even if there's a hundred brothers of Elohein Meya. Now the next Ketzad explains the safe of the Mishnah, that if the daughter had died first, or she was divorced, so once she's eliminated from the picture, before the brother died, and then the brother dies, so the regular uh, Yibum takes place. Now the Mishnah begins with a question, what is the reason for the sequence of the 15, the list of 15? And we mentioned before that the Toysus Yishonim, according to one pshat, says that this is the main purpose of the mission is to give us this list of 15. So the question is, what is the logic of the sequence? And the Gemara says that shouldn't Achois Isha, which we have as number 12, it should be number 1, because that's the source, as we'll see later on Gimel Amid Beis, we learn from Oleha. So the Gemara answers, that maybe we're following the order of Chumrah. Those that have a more stricter penalty, if the death penalty is more Chamur, like, according to Reb Shimon, that Sreifa is Chamura, so maybe that's why it's first. The Gemara rejects that. The Gemara tries a Teretz that maybe because Bitoy comes from a Drash, comes from a Drasha, so maybe it's Chavivale. Like Rashi explains later on the Flamid base, that Chavivale, because it's a Chiddush, a Chiddush is more Chaviv. Maybe that's the reason. But the Gemara rejects that. And we go to Dav Gimel Amin Aleph. Eventually the Gemara comes to a conclusion. The Maskona is that Kurve Kurve Nokat. The Mishnah follows the pattern of mentioning that which is closer. Rashi says, Hanech Nokit That which is closer is mentioned first. And there are five categories. The Mishnah explains this. His three close personal relatives, his daughter, granddaughters, then it's his wife's three, then it's her mother, three up, then we go to Achois, to the category of sisters and brothers, <coughs> then at the end, when we come to the last category, now there's a, a slight problem, because it's sort of miscellaneous, the last group. So Kalose should be first. Because since we're not dealing with kurva anymore, Rashi says a kloimar over here, that since we're not dealing with kurva anymore, so now we should resort back to the concept of chumra and kalosa is chamira. But Rashi says, Aidi, once we spoke about Isr Achva, so we wanted to mention because of Aidi, and therefore kalosa ends up to be number 15. The Gemara now goes back to the Mishnah we had said, Poitrois. The question is, what is the word Petrus used in the Mishnah? Shouldn't the Mishnah say Oisres? Because when there's no Yibum, it's an Iser to make Yibum. Uh, the Chiyuv of Eishas Ach asserts itself. 
So the Gemara explains that when you can't make Yibum, what about Chalitza? So maybe you'll say, oh, maybe you can make Chalitza because what's the big deal? There's no Avera in pulling off a shoe. But the answer is, there's a problem that if people see Chalitza, they'll think you can make Yibum also. So we won't allow Chalitza either. But still the Gemara says that the Mishnah, for technical reasons, the Mishnah uses Poitrais, which we won't go into now. Then the Gemara asks, why does the Mishnah bother mentioning Chalitza? Min ha-chalitza, min ha-yibum. And Chalitza is put first. So it would seem that Chalitza is a priority. And this shows us Abishol. The Mishnah is following Abishol's view. And this, the Chuvas Harash says, is the source of the Poiskim that we paskin like Abishol, even though it's against the Chachamim, because Abishol, the Stam Mishnah follows Abishol. Now what is Abishol's Shita, the Gemara says that mitzvah chalitza koydemes lemitzvah yibum, that we should always do chalitza first. That is the priority. The reason for it, Rashi brings, is because if someone marries his yavama and it's not completely lishma, he's doing it because he happens to like her lishum noy lishum ishus. He wants to get married anyhow. It's as if he's pegeya bi'erva, and it's close. Korav be'enalias havlad mamzer. Now we see from Abishol how delicate is the mitzvah of Yibum. That the mitzvah of Yibum is always a situation of doiche. We're being doiche, like we'll see later in the sugis of Eser doiche loisaseh. That the mitzvah of Yibum comes and pushes through, it overrides the loisaseh of chorus of Eshes Ach. And that's not so simple to do that. To do that, a person has to have the lishma. It's like if someone is... It has to be Mechalel Shabbos to save a life. Pikoch Nefesh is Doicha Shabbos. But if he's thinking, ah, what a great opportunity. I was always looking to be Mechalel Shabbos. Chalila, that's a terrible thing. He has to be doing it because he has no choice. He's, he's stuck. It's a mitzvah to save a life. But here, if he's doing it with the wrong kavana, so technically he's doing the mitzvah, but the problem is that it's like as if he's transgressing a of chorus. So therefore, Abishol says, stay away from it. Chalitza. Since there's an option, the Torah says you can make Chalitza, so do Chalitza. And this concept here, to go back to the beginning, this shows us why Mitzvah Yibum, the third Teretz in the Toysus, you showed him in the beginning that Mitzvah Yibum is very special. Why is Mitzvah Yibum so special? And we mentioned, why is it that Mashiach is born from Malchus Beis David, comes from this union, from, from a double union of Yibum, from Yud and Tamar and from Bayaz and Rus. But now we can understand because every marriage, by a regular marriage, the child is from a union, of course a mitzvah union, but the person is thinking in the back of his mind that he's getting something out of it, he's having a perpetuation of his name. So in a sense it's a little shalol Now we're not minimizing the mitzvah of Piriya Virivya, the Gemara says, Lo nivra ha'olam ela bishvil Virivya. It's the greatest of mitzvahs. But when it's through the mitzvah of Yibum, there's a, in a sense, there's even more lishma. When it's possible for the Yibum to be done properly in the olden days, by, let's say, by Boyaz and Rus, it was completely lishma, because it wasn't for him the zera. And even when they approached Pliny Almaini and they offered him the mitzvah because he was a closer relative, he turned it down. And similarly by Yehud and Tomer. Those before Yehuda, they turned it down because they weren't going to have the children, al-shem, al-shemom. So that is a, a, a shtickle ulterior motive. But by Yibum, it's completely lishma. Now, we're not capable of having this lishma, so Abba Shaul says, mitzvah chalitza kaidemis. We go on now 
Minyana de Minyana de Why does the Mishnah itemize 15 and then the Mishnah concludes Elu that these are they? So the answer is because there are exclusions. We're not following Rav's opinion and not Ravasi's opinion. The Gemara gives that there are four more exclusions here. Tsaras Sota, if a woman is exempt because she was Mizana, a Sota, which will have more on Dafyudalif, an islandess if she can have children, Mamenes and Marzir Girushosai. We go now to Minohanimili. What is the source of the exemptions in the Mishnah? Now, there's a pasuk in Parshas Achrimos. Isha elachosa loisikach litzroer legalos ervosa oleha bichayeha. When the Torah says that a person is not allowed to marry a woman and her sister, the Torah uses the word litzroer as a co-wife, as a rival wife, and then it says oleha on her. Now, this oleha is the same like the word yavoma yavoy oleha in Parshas Kiseitze by the mitzvah of Yibum. So we have a gzereshava oleha oleha that even where the mitzvah of Yibum would be applicable. But if it's also, besides being a brother's wife, it's also a wife's sister, so we say there's no mitzvah of Yibum. This Aleha teaches us to override the mitzvah of Yibum and all the other arayas we learned from Achaisisha. And this is why the Gemara before had asked that why isn't Achaisisha number one? Why is Achaisisha number 12? And we gave answers that we follow the system of Kurve Kurve Nokat. Now we go to the bottom of the Gemara on Dav Gimel Omid Beis, where the Gemara says that we see from here that since Aleha is necessary, so we see that without Aleha there would be a mitzvah of Yibum. Why? Because it would be Ese Doiche Loisase. So the Gemara says we have two questions. How do we know that an Ese can push aside a Loisase, even in a case where the Loisase is one of such weighty, it has a Chiv Chorus to it, and then the Gemara says, how do we know, Bichlal, in general, that And this brings us to Davdal, Ramin Aleph, the Gemara says, we learn from Shatnis and Tzitzis. That there's a mitzvah to wear Tzitzis, one's garments, and even if there's a question of wool and linen together, which is Shatnis, but if he's doing it for the mitzvah of Tzitzis, it would, it would override. That's what, provided that you have Tcheles, which we don't have nowadays. But when they had the, the true, the genuine Tcheles. Now, the Rebbe Kivega later on brings down the famous Ramban in Chumash, in Parshish Yisroi, on Zohar Siyam Shabbos who explains the concept of Why should a positive command override a negative? And he says, because the mitzvahs says are the, is the Indian, the concept of Avas Hashem. It shows that we're doing something out of our love for Hashem. Whereas Alosa say is Yiras Hashem. And the mitzvah of Avas Hashem is greater than Yiras Hashem. That's what the Rambahan explains. We continue on Davdalit Amir Aleph. The Gemara teaches the source for We learn from Kelayim B'tzitzis. The Torah says, Ordinarily it's forbidden to wear shatnes, but for the mitzvah of tzitzis, when you have the real Tuchelas, a person is allowed to have shatnes in the tzitzis. Now, Rabbi Elozer says, Smuchim in Atayra Minayin. We learn Smuchim, because the Torah puts one next to the other, based on a Pasuk in Tehillim. Smuchim la'ad le'olam asuyim v'yemes v'yosher. And the Gemara gives an example of this, that a Yevama, she'nafu lifnei mukeshchin, ein chois minoysa. If the sister-in-law is opposed to the Yibum, because she can't, 
she's unwilling to accept this brother-in-law because let's say he's a mukesh so we don't force her because we learn from the case of loisach saim shar not to muzzle an ox which the Torah connects Samuch, it's right next to the parish of Kieshvu Achim Yachtov. So we learn Smuchim that Ein Koifinoi. So we don't force her, but rather Rashi says we force him to give Chalitza. Now on the Flametesamid basis, a Machloik is Rashi and Toisvis. Rashi over there says that it's not only if she, she claims if he's a Mukashchin and she's a, opposed, but even if she has any Amasl, any excuse which she claims she doesn't want to marry him, she doesn't want the Yibum. She has the right, according to Rashi. Toysus over there, however, objects to Rashi's shita. And Toysus says, only if it's a mukashchin, or as the Rambam over here says, that a mukashchin or any similar mum, which is a justifiable excuse. And the Rambam explains that if it's just stam, she's opposed to it for no justifi- justified reason. So then she's considered a moredes and she loses her ksuba money. So that's the difference, Machloik is between Rashi and Toysvis and the Rambam. Now here the Gemara continues to say that even in the rest of the Torah, it's a Machloik is, whether we darshan smuchim or not, but Mishnah Torah in Devodim, Dorish, everyone agrees to darshaning smuchim. Now here there's an interesting Maritzchius who explains the Machloik is, whether we darshan smuchim or not in the rest of the Torah, because in Mesech the Gitten there's a machlokas whether the Torah was given Megillah, Megillah, Nitna, whether each parasha was given as it happened, or it was at the end of the era, it was all given together. So he says that if it was all given together, so then it makes sense that we darshan smuchim, because the Torah was put in a, in a, in a, an associated way, in a connected way, in a, they were, they were li- it was linked together. But if it was given in segments, so then it makes sense to say that you don't darshan smuchim. Now here, but in Mishnah Torah, the Gemara says everybody agrees that we darshan smuchim. The Gemara gives the sources, Rabbi Yehuda, example from Rabbi Yehuda. And then at the bottom, the Gemara goes to show that in Mishnah Torah, we darshan smuchim either because he because it's obvious that the Torah puts it here in a specific position. It was repeated in Mishnah Torah or because it's mufna the Pasuk is extra. Now, Toysvis, the Ramaschal Vichy at the end, Toysvis says that not only in Mishnah Torah, who had din Alma, even though the Gemara says Mishnah Torah, but the Gemara means only that in Mishnah Torah, the chances are greater that it's going to be Muchach and Mufne. But let's say it's in Shmois, but it happens to be Muchach or Mufne, it's also considered Widarshin Smuchim. But the Hagois Rav Betzal Rennesberg, on the left side on the bottom, brings from the Ravon 